0: Good morning and
1: welcome to this half hour of Seeing Beyond. I was so excited when Stefan Vanel said yes to being a guest today because we're going to be talking about some very important astrology that is happening this time this year. His name is Stefan Vanel. He's been a frequent guest on Seeing Beyond. He is a spiritual astrologer and tarot reader, and he's been in professional practice since 1984. Stefan is the author of two books, The Astrological Karma of the USA, and his second book, Charles and Diana, The Inside Story. He's also the author of the Spiritual Company newsletter and the Starwise monthly forecast. Well, before we start talking about this dramatic Grand Cross of 2014, Stefan, I want to let our listeners know that I get your StarWise monthly forecast. I always read it, and that's how I came to know about this Grand Cross of 2014 and the significance of it and uh, decided that you would be a great guest this time of the year, this particular year, on Seeing Beyond. So how can our listeners get your StarWise monthly forecast? And welcome.
0: Uh, Thank you, Bonnie. It's nice to be here. Uh, They can just go to my website, spiritualcompany.com.
1: All right. And, of course, that's uh, linked right there on the calendar section of our Seeing Beyond website. So, again, the URL is what, Stephen?
0: Spiritualcompany, all spelled out, .com.
1: Spiritualcompany.com. And be sure and request the StarWise monthly forecast. Okay. I want to get right to it so much happening in my own life, so much happening on the planet. We're going to be talking about some of those occurrences as they relate to what is called the Grand Cross of 2014. Uh, many, many astrologers, in fact, maybe all astrologers are talking about this. What is the Grand Cross of 2014,
0: on? Well, basically, there's been a ongoing square. It's really the defining astrological signature of this whole decade, which is Pluto square to Uranus. And, you know, I've talked about this for some time already. And the Grand Cross is the fact that the planets Jupiter and Mars are going to move into opposition and square to that square. Okay, so if you followed it around the chart, you would see Four squares making a big square up in the sky, and squares are what we call a a great opportunity for growth. Yeah. You know, and it's it's challenge and it's um, you know crisis that can lead to breakthrough. It's like uh, remember the Mountain Astrology magazine originally said, "Is it going to be breakthrough or breakdown?" Mm -hmm. You know this this time period, and so when you know now Mars moves much faster, and you know and it's going to be kind of going back and forth, tweaking this configuration in the sky. Jupiter is kind of medium slow, but when faster moving planets trigger into this slow moving ongoing square in the sky, <clears throat> that's like a particular uh, triggering, you know, a little extra emphasis on the general theme of transformation that's going on now. And, you know, I've been quoting the astrologer Alan Oaken when he talks about Pluto and Uranus. He says, with Pluto, it's change or die. And Uranus says, yeah, right. <laughs> and so that's a real shorthand version of the kind of intensity that we're dealing with now. But you know, Uranus is freedom from old patterns that have outlived their purpose. And Pluto is deep intense underworld transformation from the underworld. And Pluto's in Capricorn, which is what I used to predict that when Pluto went into Capricorn in two thousand eight we'd likely to see some economic turmoil. And it's about and it'll be in Capricorn until two thousand twenty five. So this is a long period of kind of transformation of the way we live, you know, materially, financially, uh, on the planet. My original lens for this was like global warming, you know, that the writing is on the wall, that we have to look deeper at the way we live materially on this planet. And Uranus is in Aries, which can be incredibly courageous and and dynamic, and it can be incredibly uh, kind of aggressive.
1: You know, it's so funny as so you were it's talking. Relatable
0: I relatable to all the turmoil in the world. You know, that has been going on these years.
1: Right, and as you were talking, I just almost, I just got like a psychic flash in front of my face, and it was Les Misérables. Uh, it reminds me of you know the young guys who are the get-up-and-goers, the Uranian energy who want to fight the establishment, and of course, all but one gets sniffed out, uh, snuffed out, I should say, by doing that. So. This is a time where the old is becoming more and more entrenched and the new is becoming more and more frustrated. Would that be another way to put it?
0: Yeah, but it's really hard. It's like one of the things I've been using, See, because this is particularly hitting the United States pretty hard, okay, mm-hmm. um, and the debate over health care, okay. Well, either the people who think it's a really bad thing feel like they have to be the Iranian revolutionaries to free us from plutonian big government and control, mm-hmm. and then see the people on the other side feel like they're the Iranian ones who are trying to free us from the you know dominating control of managed care and uh you know corporate health care you know mm-hmm. and, and you know and the lack of uh equality and, uh, of of health care in the country, so it's like Anyone can think they're the ones who are changed. (laughs) And um, and, and it's hard to see, you know, who's really right. Um, The United States has a sun-square Saturn. I wrote about this quite a bit in my book. And this is a, a configuration that's relatable to all the polarities that's existed in this country. Uh, The Civil War, the North and South, the Red and Blue, Uh, even talk about it being the conflict between Thomas Jefferson and Alexander Hamilton and the birth of the country. And, you know, we have the Sun in Cancer, which is a caring, nurturing, mothering, caring energy. And then we have Saturn, which is uh, in the 10th house, and that creates a heaviness around your role in the world, or a laziness, or a restriction, or a... You know, and it's kind of relatable to I would say you know the South sticking to their you know economic uh, um, justification for slavery. You know, it's very Saturnian, It's very, it's it's and it's totally at odds to a true caring, nurturing cancer energy. I just saw the movie Twelve Years of Slave the other night, and mm-hmm. it's, it's no accident that that's the movie this year. You know, right. It's a, it just shows so blatantly that, that incredible conflictual theme and the American experience of itself <clears throat> so now um, and it, you know and it's just the entrenched polarity that we've been experiencing in recent years especially politically and um, you know in this year you know Jupiter <clears throat> is conjuncting our sun in cancer so that you know, and that kind of gives even more of a oomph towards your clan, you know, cancer's like family, but you can extend it to, you know, your group of people, your clan or your nation. And what's interesting is, you know, in my prediction for the year about the United States, I it was easy to see this tweaking the ongoing polarity within the country. But our sun is also in the seventh house, so part, Libra house, the partnership, marriage, relationships. And I said it could also involve some conflictual confrontation, tension involving another nation, you know, another relationship. Well, the, uh, the Mars tension on our sun and Saturn this Pluto Uranus is at 13 degrees 32 minutes of Libra. Mr. Vladimir Putin, his son is 13 degrees 56 minutes of Libra. Mm-hmm. So he's like embodies the you know the trigger of this uh, kind of tension, you know. Mm-hmm. And. you know and it's going to be you know it's going to be quite interesting to see what happens you know i mean i could i you know i you know i did another whole article just about ukraine and russia and vladimir putin right but it it all kind of gets configured here
1: and what are the exact dates of this grand cross i mean it doesn't just happen on one day does it
0: no no um i mean the we could say that all year there's a there's kind of a a T-square between Jupiter, Pluto, and Uranus, because you know, Jupiter moves fairly slowly also. So it's sort of entering into this configuration. And then Mars, which moves faster, uh, but it's also kind of going back and forth. You know, the day that the whole thing is really just triggered all in the same degree. Mars at 13 degrees, 32 minutes Libra, Pluto at 13 degrees, 34 minutes of Capricorn, Uranus 13 degrees, 40 minutes of Aries, and Jupiter at 13 degrees, 56 minutes of Cancer, all the same degree, 13th degree. That's on April
1: 23rd. April 23rd. All uh, right. Uh, this next
0: month, yes.
1: Any idea what that might portend. I mean, obviously, it could go in many, many directions, but just quickly before our break, what might this portend, this April 23rd date, when everything is coming together exactly?
0: I feel like we're already experiencing it, but it's just, you know, it's likely to kind of build up and peak. Um, You know, Mars and Libra is like tension around relationships, Jupiter and cancer can be a bit fanatical about your own clan, your own group. I you know, Pluto is like the need for like death to things that need to die, and Uranus is the need for freedom from old patterns that have outlived their purpose. Well So you know, so on the geopolitical scale of things it's it's this ongoing tension with Russia, you know, and, and you know, in all the themes of relationship, clan, family, slash nation, you know, freedom, and, and seeing the other as the, the entrenched Plutonian enemy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then in our own individual lives, you know, wherever we uh, are dealing with those themes in our own lives. And then maybe after the break, I'll tell you the the dates of people who are particularly
1: going to get affected by this. Oh, that will be interesting. Yeah, what are there any particular signs or groups of people who will be especially affected by this alignment? We'll be coming back from this break and letting you know about that. And by the way, if you've missed any of this very important interview all about the Grand Cross of 2014, uh, you can always hear it on our archives seeingbeyond.com. Just go to listen, and that's also the way that a friend of yours who may have missed it can listen to it. And also, Stephen Stefan is offering a 10% discount on all of his readings for Seeing Beyond listeners. I've had one of his uh, long, big readings. I think it was about an hour and a half in length. It was so enlightening. In fact, I've had two of those. Can't recommend him highly enough. So that's 10% discount on all of his readings, but especially... As a very special promotion, he's willing to do his $50 half-hour Pentacross Tarot reading for a 20% discount of only $40. And what is that Pentacross Tarot reading, Stephon?
0: Well, that's a, a basic Tarot reading that shows where you are now, what your challenge or blockage is, what can help you, where you've been in the past, and where you seem to be heading in the future. And then afterwards, I'll look at specific questions and decisions. And, this and uh, one of the over... reasons I offered a special promotion on that now is because I'm actually leaving the country for a while on April second. So I thought if people want to just quickly grab a quick half hour reading with me before I leave. And if they want to do something deeper and longer when I come back, you know. Okay, I that's great. That so this is a special
1: promotion. promotion. Stefan is willing to do his fifty dollar half hour Pentecost to row reading for a 20% discount of only $40. And, of course, that can be done over the telephone. Is there a number of people can call to uh, to book that with you, Stefan?
0: Yes, they can call 206-903-9538.
1: All right, that's 206-903-9538, 206-903-9538, or go to spiritualcompany.com. All right, we've got lots more, including talking about the particular signs or groups of us who will be especially affected by this grand cross of 2014. So stay with us. As I promise you, we will be seeing beyond. I'm Bonnie Colleen. and brainwave entrainment is a new form of spiritual technology. Stephen Halpern's Grammy-nominated Deep Alpha can enhance your meditations, reduce stress, and support healing just by listening. Available at iTunes, Amazon, and at StephenHalpern.com. are invited to meet world renowned miracle soul healer divine channel and servant of humanity Master Gong Shaw at soul healing events through March 23rd in the San Francisco Bay Area Master Shaw believes that everyone is a miracle soul healer experience your own soul healing miracles at soul healing days soul healing evenings and at an open your spiritual channels workshop with Master Shaw Join Master Shaw in San Francisco Bay Area and experience the power of soul healing from one of the most powerful healers of our time. For details, call 415-971-7373. That's 415-971-7373 or go to DrShaw.com, D-R-S-H-A.com. Our guest this half hour, Stefan Bennell, is a spiritual astrologer and tarot reader. He does readings in person and over the telephone, ranging from short half hour readings to immediate insights and answers to specific questions and decisions, to longer in-depth spiritual psychological astrology and tarot readings. Further information can be found on his website, spiritualcompany.com. He can also be reached by phone at 206-903-9538. And be sure and go to the predictions for 2014 on our website, seeingbeyond.com, to see what Stepan had to say about this year, which uh, is featuring the Grand Cross of 2014, which is going to be affecting all of us. But apparently there are particular groups or signs of people who will be especially affected by this alignment. Okay, I guess we're ready to hear who those folks are Stefan, who will be particularly affected by this Grand Cross of 2014?
0: Well, in particular, the cardinal signs. We have three categories of signs, cardinal, fixed, and mutable. Cardinal is the signs that begin the season. For example, Aries is the beginning of spring. Cancer is the beginning of summer. Libra is the beginning of fall and Capricorn is the beginning of winter. Now, in addition, the people who are really in the crosshairs of this Grand Cross are the people born between April 2nd and April 6th, between July 4th and July 8th, between October 4th and October 9th, and between January 2nd and the 6th. Those are the people that are really, like, right you know, within a degree or two of this 13th degree of the the cardinal signs.
1: So we know they're going to be affected, but we don't know exactly how because each of them has a unique uh, personal chart, and that, of course, is reflected in their personality and their purpose in life and all of that. But we know that that this is a time of uh, big, should we say, change, transition, upheaval. What adjective would you use?
0: It's a great opportunity for growth, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, each of those signs, you know, it's like it's been tough on uh, Capricorns, okay? And for each of these signs, they're they're being challenged in their own way. But, you know, the Ascended Master Hilarion that I've been using information from, He says someone who is Capricorn is someone who has in previous lives accomplished a lot in material terms and helped other people in material ways. And it gives them a lot of ambition to make something of themselves in the eyes of the world, and it gives them a lot of self-reliance. But that is where they will tend to put their faith. It's a little bit harder than for the average person, for Capricorn, to really surrender and be vulnerable to what they cannot touch. And although difficult, it's not impossible. And the Capricornist succeeds in opening that Saturnian ring test, not a belief. Saturn rules Capricorn. It accomplishes more than what other souls have to contend with. A lot of spiritual teachers are Capricorns. So, but Pluto going over that Capricorn individual, I've seen it, you know, hitting, you know, different friends of mine. And the the issue is about really being able to let go of their own ability to be in control and you know and that's the general theme of Pluto being in Capricorn like I said I when I saw Pluto was heading towards Capricorn I said well that's likely to pull the rug out from under any tendency to over rely on concrete material financial reality for your security and your identity and it's likely to wreak havoc with the world economy And I jokingly say, now, if I had known ahead of time what shorting stocks meant, I could have made some money, you know. Right. (laughs) But, uh, so that's one piece of it, you know. Now, whereas uh, someone who is Aries is someone who, in some previous lifetime, risked their own life to come to the rescue of another individual. And as a reward for that, they're given additional energy, physically, mentally, emotionally, Um, but their challenge is to be able to express that energy in such a way that it doesn't harm others or themselves Mm -hmm. through aggressive or violent expression and behavior, although there tends to be two kinds of Aries, the obvious Aries, and they're usually beating up everybody else, and then the quiet Aries, and they're usually beating up themselves. Mm -hmm. And the lesson is don't beat up anybody, just chill. Right. So they're getting tweaked. Now, uh, cancer is someone who has really uh, dedicated themselves to the care and nurture of others in past lives, as a home or family or with children. And They have a potential connection with those kind of caring, nurturing qualities. Sometimes they're a little possessive of those they care and nurture, and sometimes their sense of identity or security is too related to those they care and nurture, in which case they have to experience an increased insecurity in personal relationships. And, of course, the United States, which was born July 4th, is a cancer. So we've got those kind of issues. Someone who is Libra is someone who has, in previous lives, really dedicated themselves to a marriage or a pair-bond relationship. And it gives them an intuitive grasp of the perfectibility of that kind of sharing and partnership. And, but it gives them a high idealism in regards to relationship. Such that they tend to view relationship as a fairy tale prince and princess who will live happily ever after, failing to realize that fairy tale doesn't represent actual human relationships, but it's symbolic of balancing the male female within oneself, and real relationship requires compromise and tolerance and patience. So, all these four cardinal signs are going to have their core cardinal lessons really tweaked. You know, and it's been happening already with the Pluto-Uranus square and then there's just these added players, you know, Jupiter and Mars, you know, adding into the mix and Jupiter, you know in difficult aspect, in positive aspect, it's beneficence, generosity magnanimousness faith, philosophy, expansion but in difficult aspect, it's exaggeration betting off more than you can chew and being a little fanatical and, and again, it's We can see it in the situation with Ukraine and so on. And, you know, Mars and Libra is not a great place for Mars um, because it rules Aries the sign opposite, and that's where you're going to experience some conflict in relationships. And interestingly, someone who has Mars and Libra natally is someone who has... uh, periods of their life are going to feel a little bit on the outside or cut off from people in society. And it's karmic for having forced someone else to be outcasts from society in a previous life.
1: Well, Stefan, a half an hour just goes way too quickly whenever you're on with us. And again, I want to put out your special offering for Seeing Beyond listeners. Stefan travels all over the world. And so right now he's offering for you Seeing Beyond listeners before he goes a special promotion. He's willing to do his $50 half-hour pentacross to row reading over the telephone for a 20% discount of only $40. That's for a full half an hour with him, only $40. And again, describe to our Seeing Beyond listeners uh, as briefly as you can, because the clock's going, um, what you will be accomplishing with them in that half an hour step on.
0: Well, again, I do a basic reading that shows where you are, what your lessons are, what can help you, a little bit of past, present, and future. And then I'll look at specific questions and decisions. I'm particularly good at helping people with decisions. As a Libra myself, I'm not very good at making decisions. I don't know what I would do without my cards. I might use them to try to figure out what movie I want to go to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Well, Stephon Vanel, I mean, imagine he is a spiritual astrologer, tarot reader. He's been doing this professionally since 1984 and is offering you this very special deal of $40 for a half an hour Pentecost reading at the Tarot reading, helping you to make the decisions. And now is the time when the decisions you make, I think, are exponentially important because of this Grand Cross of 2014. It's regularly $50, only $40. That's for a full half hour with him. Now you can call him at 206-903-9538, 206-903-9538, or go to spiritualcompany.com. He's also offering a 10% discount on all of his longer readings, which I... Highly recommend having had two of them myself, and that's for Seeing Beyond listeners 10% off. Again, his number, 206 All that information on the calendar section of the homepage of our Seeing Beyond website. Just go to seeingbeyond.com, go to the calendar, go to today's date. Stefan, thank you so much for having been here. Important times. I so appreciate your taking time out from your busy schedule. Thank you so much. Uh,
0: thank you, Bonnie.
1: We'll be back again tomorrow, I promise you, seeing beyond.